Hello, good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Slight lapse in concentration by myself there. You sort of saw me with blank faces in between the videos because I was trying to work out my headphones because they went funny. But no matter, it's okay. Franchise Tag rolls on. Uh, welcome back, Andrew and Adam and my co-hosts. And we are back again with another um, positional preview for the upcoming NFL draft, but it's coming out very soon. Date, uh, I cannot remember off the top of my head for the life of me. It's 27th of April, but it'll be the night of. It'll be late into the early hours of the Friday. So if you haven't already and you're really into watching the whole of the draft live as it happens, I definitely recommend booking off the Friday. And of course, the draft will continue on to Friday and into Saturday as well. But very exciting times ahead. Very excited to see the Pittsburgh Steelers may pick. And I'm sure all of you out there are very excited to see who your teams will pick as well. We've already done the quarterback preview did the running back preview last week with Andrew and Adam, which went really well. And today we're moving on to another great position that has got a lot of talent um, in this draft. A few may go in the first round. I, I think it's going to be more likely they may drop into the second round. Um, it's not maybe it's been as a, as a powerful position. It has been in a couple of years. However, as we know, wide receiver is a position where the, the, the even though they go down the ball, maybe in a, a second round, just because you've got a first round wide receiver doesn't mean they're going to be as great as maybe a wide receiver that you get in the fourth or fifth or even maybe sixth round as, as, as history has proven to us. Um, but we're going to go into a lot of the wide receivers today. Um, you may have heard some of the names already, but if you are not au okay with a lot of the names, we, we're going to bring quite a few to you that you can keep an eye out, especially, I suppose, for the teams that are out there that are looking for that wide receiver in such an important position within the NFL. Such a fun one as well. Um, so, Andrew, Adam, welcome. Um, I think I should just kick us right off. And I suppose we might as well go to Andrew straight off the bat because he's going to know this guy more than me and Adam, let's be honest. And that is the Ohio State wide receiver. If you haven't heard of him already, I'm sure you will soon look at Jackson Smith and Jigbo J. SN three years at Ohio State with uh, 1,698 yards, 10 touchdowns to his name, Andrew. Uh, a player that we're all hearing about, very much rumoured to go in the first round. A lot of teams are very interested. I mean, some people even reckon top 15 this player may go. Uh, I'm sure it's a, a player that you've watched with, with great detail for the last three years, given your Ohio State uh, affiliation. Yeah, an absolutely fantastic player. I mean, uh, not everyone's got him as their number one. I think a lot of people are knocking him in as number two. Uh, I think Adam's got another guy above <laughs> this one. But it's going to be positional, I think, on where he lands because he is an exceptional talent. I mean, when we're talking about terms of players that have come out of that uh, college when you've recently just had Alave and Wilson, and when you talk about the 2021 season, Jackson Smith and Jigba in the team with Alave and Wilson. <laughs> He was the best performer of all of them. He had 1,606 yards and nine touchdowns that season. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, had his injuries uh, last year, but what we know about this guy, he does what it says on the tin. You know what you're going to get. He's a great route runner. He's got exceptional hands. He doesn't drop the ball. He's You get him the ball, you know he's going to catch it, and then he's just incredible for yards after the catch. So perfect for using in the slot. I think also what I really like with him, not only does he get the ball and make those yards, but he's a tough guy after the catch as well. He's had 19 forced missed tackles. So it just and so much upside and the, and the ceiling could be so high on this guy coming out of a, a school that we know produces great route runners. So uh, yeah, absolute fantastic talent. I'm really on the buzz for him. Reminds me a lot of a guy that Adam really, really likes. It reminds me a lot of Amara St. Brown as that type of player who we know he's been absolutely fantastic um, since he's been in the NFL. And he can rival him at that slot position and do the same thing. 
Yeah, certainly a high state as it's known for getting great positional talent. Again, Chris Olave coming out of the higher state as well. Adam, do you really think he's a, a sort of a top 15 prospect within this NFL? Because I, I've seen it in range in, so, you know, out the first round, top 15 talent. I mean, what what, what, what would you be your um, a, assessment of where this player could go? I can't remember the conversation that me and Andrew had where I had someone else above him. Maybe, maybe it was a while ago and I can't remember who it was. Um, but uh, after looking at the tape and, uh, and look at this, this guy's miles ahead of the lot. But I, I can't understand why anyone wouldn't have him uh, as the number one guy. Yeah, I think he's top 15. I, I think when I, I, I had a look at who came out last year and the players that came out last year, so you had Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, Drake London, Traylon Burks, um, Jameson Williams. You know, these guys were all first rounders. I um, don't know if there was anyone else. I'm not sure. Uh, JSN's the only one who's in that sort of like in that sphere. The, the rest of them aren't. I, I kind of felt that was fairly obvious. Um He's got great hands. He's great yards after the catch. Uh, technician. I remember saying to Andrew when we did a mock, uh, mock the mock episode that we did, to me, it's Julian Edelman. It really is. Um, I, I don't see, yeah, I don't see a lot of difference in the way that he is. Obviously, he's a lot younger and he hasn't played in the NFL and all that stuff, but you can see it coming a mile off. Um, yeah, I think top 15 is certainly possible and um you know if the patriots want to do it they're 14 so you know i mean they they could go for something like that and and have the next one in that respect my only my only real criticism is that he's probably not the quickest he, he's not the the like the most perfect athlete there but at the same time neither's cooper cup and he spent all his time in the slot and look at what you got from him. So if you can get him in a team that kind of surrounds people around him, I, I think he could, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I think uh, one thing to note just before we move on from him, you know, we, when we're talking about the quarterbacks and we're talking about the combine and how um, Anthony Richardson was a monster and like shattered things. Me and Adam spoke uh, about the, the three cone, the three cone and yeah. the 20 yard shuttle. What he did on that is is incomparable, like comparable to what uh, Anthony Richardson did as the quarterback. Those agility ones, he was just off the charts so much further ahead than everybody else. And they're ones that people don't often look at uh, and take a, a more depth at. But yeah, just insane. Well, a lot of my mocks, I've had him going to your New York Giants, Andrew, which I know you'd be absolutely ecstatic about. However, I could be completely wrong. I could be right, or I could even slip even further. It's just. It's just one of them with Jackson Smith and Jigba, but I'm really excited to see him start in the NFL. Adam, we'll move on to you and we'll talk about a, uh, I've seen another one, I've seen a, uh, uh, George, uh, sorry, George Hansen. We're going, to go, we're going to talk about Quentin Johnson first, I think. Uh, Quentin Johnston, sorry, from TSU, TCU. He's been there for a couple all over the place here. Quentin Johnston from TCU, three years he has been at TCU with 2,190 yards, six touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Um, TCU, maybe not seen as... A massive school, I suppose, in the sphere of college football. Um, but he's definitely a player that some people have said is going to be the number one wide receiver out of this class. Um, what should we be liking about uh, Quentin? 
Uh, I think he's he's got great athleticism. He's you know six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's he's your typical prototype wide receiver that everyone looks for now. Um, I, I could imagine him certainly as someone that the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. would love. They love their sort mm-hmm. of like big athletic guys. Um, he but can in, play the, all in the second the... round or the third round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, obviously, never, never let's never not get too round. excited. Uh, <laughs> so he he can play all over the field uh good yards after the catch can separate the the one the one area that i kind of am actually a little bit surprising a contested catch he's not quite as good at that when when they're kind of like it is sort of like they're both quite close together he does sometimes struggle to come down with it but i do think he's got a lot of positives about him he kind of reminded me a little bit of Brandon Ayuk. He kind of had that sort of look to him that I thought that he would be. Um, yes, it's NCAA, isn't it? Now, this this is kind of the issue, I think, with a lot of these wide receivers. They're not playing in the top division. Um, you sort of start going through some of these guys, and, and that's the issue. But I think he he has the potential, certainly, to to be something great. However, he is a clear teardrop from Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I I think if if you're a team that is in desperate need of a big-bodied wide receiver that you can give time to, then I think it'd work. Maybe someone like Tennessee, you could see that kind of, you know, they're struggling for receiving options. Mike Vrabel likes the big, big receivers. Maybe that would work. Um, I'm not saying that he would be AJ Brown of the future, but he could potentially become something, something big. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably the sort of spot that would work for him. So, with a big guy like that, Andrew, obviously every NFL team's going to be excited about that. But what we've seen with a lot of big guys and a lot of small guys as well, and I think Adam really did touch on the point there with it. Is 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 this about fit for a player like this? Because he, he is. <laughs> Coming out, he's not seen as a generational talent, right? So is this more about the team that may benefit him more rather than what he's individually going to be able to do for that team and to change that franchise? Yeah, I mean, he's a completely different style of receiver to what we're talking about in Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I was saying is going to play in the slot. Um, You know, this guy uh, is great size, great speed and explosive. He's a big guy, 6'3", 208 pounds. You know, he's massive. Um, and he's a lot of people's, you say he's not next generational talent. He's a lot of people's number one receiver. There is a lot of people excited about this guy over Jackson Smith and Jigbury. He's the one that I thought Adam would have more buzz about him. Um, he was the one that I thought you were you were hotter on than uh, JSM. But um, I, I personally think if you need a guy that's on, on the outside uh, and not going to be in the slot then he's perfect for you over this, these. There's a lot of smaller guys in this draft class that people are getting excited about. If you want that bigger guy that's strong, physical, you know, he's a big receiver, great catch radius. We saw him at the Combine have insane vert and broad. So, you know, he's got jump along with the height and strength. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be a generational talent on the outside. Is that type of receiver, I believe. And like I said, there's a lot of people pegging him in as number one and being excited about him. So, um I will say though, I watched. A, I've been watching a bit more tape on him, um, prep for this, just to kind of find out, you know, a bit more. And uh, he was open a hell of a lot 
and didn't get thrown the ball. And I think that's what we're saying when we're talking about him being at TCU and uh, maybe Max uh, Doug not really getting the best out of him. So if you were to put this guy in at uh, Ohio State, let's say, with, with their talent, he maybe have been notching sort of close to 2,000 yards in the season with more touchdowns. He would have been, we would have been talking him up a bit more because he was open a lot and didn't get the ball. So great talent in this player. Certainly going to be fun to see him in the NFL. Next, we'll move on to, we'll sit with you, Andrew, and talk about Jordan Addison uh, of USC. Did have two years at Pittsburgh University. Spent last year at USC, 3,134 yards in his college career, 29 touchdowns and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, a lot of plays third receiver. It tends to be Jackson Smith and Jigburn Johnston, sort of batting between the one and two, but a lot of a hype around Jordan Addison. Um, what, what more can you tell us about him? Yeah, he's a, I believe for me, this is probably the guy that might fall to the Giants. You know, we might get him at, uh, where we are. But if people see what he did when he was at uh, Pitt and what he prior to come to USC, because of a lot of talk about him, how good he was going to be at USC, but had his injuries uh, and a few worries there. But he, I remember when we, when we went to play golf at yours, Fred, this was one mm -hmm. of the guys we were talking about being one of the top five prospects in uh, coming out in this draft completely. So, I don't think there's been a massive drop-off that much for him to drop out uh, and not be spoke about. You know, that 2021 season with uh, 1,593 yards, 17 touchdowns, you know, he's he's probably the maybe the best route runner in this class. And I always talk about that meaning a lot more uh, going into the NFL. I spoke about it with Alave a lot when I said he's such route, routes, routes, routes. And it does play into it massively when you do make that transition. Uh, he's got good gears as well. And what I really, really liked about him was he improved on his drops from when he was at Pitt to when he went to USC. And that's really key, showing improvement through the years uh, and getting better at something that's going to help you when you make it into the NFL. Uh, and he's good for yards after the catch. So I'm. lots of people say he didn't have a great combine and then they, there was a lot of drop-off uh, on him from that. But I'm going to take him from his tape. I'm going to take him as, a, as the player he was at, at college. Uh, and I'd be really, really happy to get him at uh, New York if he drops to us there. And I think he'd be uh, a good talent. There's a lot of people saying from his combine, he might be wide receiver two talent, but I think he can be wide receiver one uh, talent at 5'11", 173. Maybe he's on a little bit on the small side for that, but I'm happy with him. I think he'd be fantastic. A lot of people say if he can reach to the highest level of his ability, they may be saying a slightly smaller version of Stefan Diggs. So, you know, who's not happy at that? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, having one Stefan Diggs in the NFL was great, let alone having two Stefan Diggs. I mean, I suppose there's a third set, a third Diggs in Trayvon, but obviously at corner. Um, Alison, uh, do, do you think, Adam, that he sort of maybe needs, if he's a great route runner, uh, already is, is, is he going to need experience around him to sort of fine-tune that? If he's already great, how great could he be if he has someone around him that could tune that even more and also improve the rest of his game? Do you think, again, is this more fit than him being a franchise-changing guy? Um, or, or do you, uh, and do you think also maybe uh, it seems like the first two are instant impact guys and Addison maybe is a bit more of a slow burner for some people's opinions? Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be a slow burner. I, I just feel that, yeah, you're, you're probably... Oh, oh. Uh, we got him back. 
We, we lost my hair. Sorry, you, you, we, lost, um, we lost you very briefly, so repeat yourself. I think, <laughs> I think all of these guys, apart from Smith and Jigba, are, are probably guys that are going to be need time and, and need to get used to the, the NFL and, and things like that. Um, Andrew pretty much said everything that I've got on there when it comes for Addison. I, I went more Tyler Lockett than Stefan Diggs, but I, I think it's mm. kind of a, a similar sort of thing. Uh, I think he just needs to put on some strength. That, that's the thing that I think he's lacking. He, he's just too small and he's going to get pushed around. And I think that's something that will only sort of come through time and, and him getting a bit older and stuff like that. So I think that's that's probably the thing. That's kind of what I mean when I think he needs the time and he's not going to be an instant impact because of that. Um, but yeah, he's a really good uh, route runner. Great for yards after catch. Like Andrew said, struggled with drops at Pittsburgh, but then was perfectly fine last year and did really well with it. So I, I think that he's he's one to maybe think of for the future, and he might be very very good in the future. But I wouldn't expect much from the first year. I suppose we see a lot of smaller wide receivers, and I mean, at their height, they can be. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, the, the two ones that are springing to mind where you say about getting pushed off, but you know, Hunter Renfro, not last year, but the year before, smaller, weaker, was fantastic. It was phenomenal because he was right running in his timing. And then last year faded out a little bit. I know he had injuries as well. And then another one who it was, situationally was really great, smaller guy, weak, was McCall Hardman. Did, did fantastic at the Kansas City Chiefs. They got rid of him, went to the Patriots and was really silent last year. Again, I think a few injuries hit him as well. But it shows that, it, that there is a bit of fit to it, but if you can get consistent, you can become Hunter Renfro that season and McCall for the season in, in Kansas City Chiefs. They were maybe not the headlines, but they were the guys that kept the kept the chains moving and kept the cogs turning. And you always need them sort of players on that on your uh, on your team. Um, I have to admit, after these three, I know names, but I don't know that much. So I, there may be a bit more detail asked on on these. I mean, I'm trying to get a little bit, you know, our dynasty rookie drafts a little bit soon. I need to get a little bit of info on these guys. You never know who, if they might drop to me at the 11th pick, which of the 12 team league is going to be feeling a, a, a little sore by the time that first round gets to them. But and I'll move on to you with Zay Flowers uh, out of Boston. College. He's been there four years, a little bit longer than the, the other three guys we've spoken about already. 3,056 yards, 29 touchdowns, two rushing towns on his college career. Um, again, Boston College, smaller school. Um, don't really, I'm not overly sure of any veterans or superstars that have come from Boston College. This is where Andrew's brain is going to rock back now and he'll tell me, like, I don't know, Adrian Peets went to Boston College or something like that, which I know he didn't. He went to Oklahoma, I know that. Um, so, what can you tell us about Zay Flowers? Uh, lightning quick, just ridiculously mm. fast. That's that's the main thing you need to know about Zay Flowers. I think a lot of corners are going to struggle to keep up. I have to say, I wow. think it's just yeah. he he is just that bit quicker. So I think that's definitely the one. Obviously, great for yards after the catch if you can get him the ball when he's passed <laughs> and he's gone. So that's that's kind of the positive from him. Uh, very T Y Hilton in my mind. Um, that was that was kind of the sort of guy that I saw from that. I, I like you say Boston College didn't play against any of the main teams from what I can see. Um he's five ten, 172 pounds. Again, it's it's thighs, he's small in this like smaller than what Jordan Addison is. Um so it's it's about whether or not he's gonna be able to put on the strength and, and be able to be strong enough to not get pushed over too quickly. So I think that's gonna be the problem with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, just 
speed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, on speed, Andrew, I mean, we've seen fast wide receivers go into the NFL, Tyreek Hill and, you know, carve themselves as the best wide receivers in the league. We've seen some very, very fast guys go into the NFL and they are not in the NFL very quickly. They just simply don't spring onto the main stage. Um, what's the difference here for Zay Flowers? What what makes him different to maybe some of these guys for, where he can succeed at the next level? I'm not super hot on Zay Flowers. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. So he's going he's to burn out quickly. Oh, no. Um, oh, gosh. I do, think, I do think he's a great talent. Uh, and I do see what the, the massive upside on the fact that he, the speed, the track guy, the good yards after the catch. He had a really good season. The stats are there. Uh, five, 982 pounds. I'm just, you know, he's got to defy the odds. I like him. I think he's good. I've just not, I've just been a bit hotter on some of the other guys. And, uh, He's Zay Flowers is creeping up the boards and creeping up the boards. So I'm going to have to go back and watch more uh, and see more. Um, but yeah, I'll just, I'll get there with him. And I do think he is, I've had him notched in at the Chiefs. So I've had him in at, the, at round one. Uh, lots of people saying he's not even going to fall to the Chiefs and that far down. He's going to be gone before that. Um, so there's def he's definitely talented and is definitely worth a shot and a punt based on like we're saying that speed that Tyreek Hill sort of like comparison that people are saying uh track guy if you like that type of thing then yeah a Patriots have liked that Chiefs have liked that so that could be there and uh briefly just going back to the Boston College I think uh AJ Dillon went to uh Boston College didn't he Matt Ryan I think went to Boston College so you know, a couple of couple of guys uh, come couple out. Couple of guys, a couple of guys. No, no offense to Boston. I mean, you've got a great. You know, you've had the England Patriots for the whole time, so I'm sure you've not been that worried about Boston College. Um, Andrew hates him so much that he's actually not to fit foot off him because Adam said he was five ten and Andrew said he was five nine. So that's how much yeah, Andrew yeah. hates him. He's, not, he's just chopping the guy down at the knees, bless him. But uh, moving on to another, I'm pretty sure I got told he was a speedster. Um, so speak to you, Andrew. That's Jalen Hyatt out of uh, Tennessee. Three years he's been there, 1,769 yards, 19 touchdown on his career. I definitely watched a mock a while ago, and he went mega early because whoever was doing the mock said that this team likes their speedsters and this guy is is pure speed am i am i completely incorrect there or uh, you know is he is him and zay flowers going to be the quickest guys coming out here yeah yeah definitely he's a speedster he's, he's a different type of speedster to what we're talking with zay flowers zay flowers mm. probably more getting the ball and let him do the speed afterwards whereas jalen hyatt's more one of those guys where he's flying down the field he's you know he's more a vertical slot guy he's gone strip and you're throwing the mm. ball over the top he's open uh, we saw it, um, I think it was the Alabama game uh, where he, he went off on one. Um, and, you know, he's going to be that sort of dynamic type of player. He had some good combine in the, in the verts and the broad. They were on the, the higher end of it. But, yeah, he's slightly tall at six foot, 185 pounds. He's got that weight with him. Um, the, the stats, again, at Tennessee, biggest, biggest school. I think he won 1,267, 15 touchdowns last year. So... Different type. This is what you're saying, Fred. This is what you wanted to learn. You want to know what these types mm -hmm. of guys were like. Like, like we say, Zay Flowers in the slot, going to get the ball early, going to get him to ball in his hands and then do the work. Jalen Hyatt, down the field, in space, big plays, you know, explosive plays from him. Um, so we might not see, you know, him getting the ball loads. It might be like occasionally in the game. I think I'm not going to liken him to anybody. A lot of people have likened him to uh, Quiz Watkins at the Eagles. You know, he's mm. filling in there at, um, 
at wide receiver three and doing a really nice job. A lot of people like him. But in, in terms of takeaways, attributes and things, um, we've seen a lot of style of play like this from Duvernay, haven't we? And um, where they're, they're great in games for one big play and that's it. And I do worry that that's what he could be. But I'm, I'm hot on him and I really like him. And I had him higher ranked than Zay Flowers on my board just for that explosive and big playability. Um, so, yeah, he, he is he's, he's a quick guy, vertical slot. He said he was, what, 6'3", 6'4"? 6'. 6'4". Oh, 6, sorry. Oh, I thought he said 6'4". I was like, oh, wow, I, no. I will buy 6'4 and really fast over 5'10 and really fast, to be fair. Like, geez, this guy's like incredible athlete um do you do out the two speedsters then adam what what do you are you preferring hire over flowers like what at what have you seen of of hire but maybe has him the edge there or you know not so keen i think it's a very difficult one because obviously say flowers it is like 100 percent all about the speed and like you say after the catch whereas for hire it's not so much after the catch it's more about the fact that he's already made the move there. Sort of that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, there. yeah basically so that's the yeah. difference i like the fact that Hyatt, um he's a little bit bigger you know i think that's that's definitely something so he's less likely to get um roughed up by the defenses so i think that's definitely uh positive and i think he's got really good catching skills that was kind of the one thing that i felt with him is that he's got good hands um he has played against better teams obviously being at tennessee the one thing and i I must admit, I don't really know much about this, but Andrew might. Um, they've a lot of criticism of Tennessee and the way that they play their offense compared to the way that an NFL offense would be. So I don't know if that is something that would be a problem for them coming into the NFL. I don't see why not. Yeah, there's that's the criticism that's coming around of saying that um, Hendon Hooker only produced the, uh, mm. these incredible stats because he was in that Tennessee high-velocity offense um and you know that then is going to improve the likes of Jalen Hyatt uh, and Cedric Tillman I think Tillman, yeah. um people are going to be talking about as a, a prospect for day two as well so you know they're, they're going to have those inflated stats based on the way that they play but I don't think that's going to take away from what they actually did um you know if you saw something in it that you liked that they did on those plays why can't you just incorporate them as single plays into yours not their whole playbook but you know you, you've got the option there haven't you you've seen that you can do something different um if you need that to be done so yeah that i understand those criticisms because that, that's what i say they send them about hendon hooker as well so in a day that's seen jeff okuda be traded for a fifth round pick greg newsom requesting a trade away from the brands devin white linebacker for the tampa bay buccaneers has requested to be traded away but i've just seen pop up so I mean, feasibly, he could get the team could get books could get a second round pick for him. So maybe they might target a wide receiver on these wide receivers with a with a second round pick, or maybe even more. I suppose he's a fantastic linebacker. It'd be really interesting to see where Devin White would go if he does get traded. But more on these wide receivers. And Adam, I'll go to you. Talk about uh, one wide receiver from North Carolina, Josh Downs. Uh, been there for three years, uh, two thousand four hundred eighty three yards, twenty two touchdowns on his career. A name. I've heard a player I have not watched. So it's all on you to educate me on all things Josh Downs. Yeah, again, a bit of a slot receiver, 5'10", 175 pounds. So he's not big. Um, 2021, he had really big catching problems. And in 2022, he caught everything. So (laughs) I think we can safely say he sorted that out. So he's got good hands. Um, 
I think he's good for contested catches. He's got really quick feet, great route runner. Um, he kind of, to me, he feels very much like Jackson Smith and Jigba light. It's kind of like okay. he's he's not he's he's clearly not at the same level, but mm-hmm. he kind of is just a bit of a poorer version, to be honest. Um, I a lot of people are saying that he's the first round guy. I would say he's probably second day. I could see him going second round. I think probably towards the beginning of the second round myself. Um, He's just a little bit smaller, and it's this is going to be a common thing that's probably going to be said about a lot of these guys. They're just a bit small, um, and I, I just I think that's the issue. That's why it, it's really difficult. I just feel this this whole class is just, it's a little bit small, and it's just not quite as good as what we've had in the last few years. Seems like it's all the munchkins from the Wizards of Oz that are winning through the NFL draft, then <laughs> rather than the uh, the big giants we've had in the past. Um, Josh Downs, Jackson Smith and Jigba Light, Andrew, do you think that you know that people that are fancying someone like Jackson Smith and Jigba, if they do miss out on him, that he's going to be a sure bet that maybe they go and grab him in the second, or do you think he could edge into the first? He's definitely not edging into the first, not only his height and weight. Um, mm. I think that's going to put a lot of people off, um, but definitely a great talent. I know when we uh, I put out a post before the college season started and of my top five wide receivers to watch for that year. And I had him in at number five for that college year because uh, for the college game, he is perfect and uh, like insane. And, and like Adam said, real quick, great uh, running his routes and his hands were excellent uh, last year. And um, he, he for a small guy uh, at college level, he was uh, great at contested catches as well. So, um, you know, he's got a bit about him, uh, but at, like I say, he's a bit on the small side. Uh, a lot of people are saying that when he can do his damage, he can do his damage towards that, like the red zone and sort of like those small yardage, sort of small plays. And the height doesn't really matter then. It's about getting the separation uh, and getting your touchdown. And a lot of people, I say a lot of people, are using the words uh, Hunter Renfro for this guy, uh, for the type of style that he can be third and Renfro and get those third downs for you in that similar style. So I don't see him particularly being your wide receiver one or two, but he's going to be an excellent three out the slot um, to move the chains and things like that. So it'd be a great acquisition uh, to pick up. And I was real hot on him at UNC as a college player. So there's no reason why he can't find a home and have a really good uh, NFL career. Certainly going to be interesting to see where if he, if he is the second round, if he goes to where he may drop to. Um, Andrew, move on to you with uh, a play from SMU. Not even sure what SMU stands for. I didn't actually look at that when I was looking at these players. And that's Rashi Rice, four years again, a little bit longer than some of these players. Um, but have been at college of uh, 3,111 yards, 25 touchdowns for his college career. Um, what I mean, we've had some great rises in the past at wide receiver. Is Rashi going to be in that conversation, or is this going to be a play that we see maybe going maybe third round? Maybe Adam's little chuckle there. Um, <laughs> I was really hot on this guy for his for his career, and I was really quite happy that, that we might get Rashi Rice in the in the draft. Uh, I've still been quite high on him, and. Uh, putting him in my round ones because I think there is uh, a lot of wide receivers. Everyone likes a weapon, don't they? So we always do our mock drafts and we always put in um, your offensive lineman and your D-line. You know, Adam, just, you know, we're all Green Bay Packers 
minds <laughs> when we're picking our picking our mock drafts of what people really need. But at the end of the day, GMs really do like a weapon. So I think there might be a few wide receivers go. I really like this guy. I think he's a, you know he had a good combine for me at the vertical and and the broad, which are the jumping things. I always look at them when it comes to wide receivers. Again, another great route runner. Um, Going to play out the slot, I think. Six six one, so he's over six foot, two hundred five. So he's, he's got good um, good NFL size for that position. Had a really nice year, ninety six targets, one thousand three hundred forty four, ten touchdowns. Um, the only thing I would say at SMU, the uh, routes are a bit more on the simpler side. When we talk about their Ohio State players and things like that, they're running uh, the routes that they're going to see and playbooks they're going to get in the NFL straight off the bat. So maybe his, his his routes were a little bit simple, but very good at it. Um, so I really like this guy uh, and think he'd be a great talent. And I think back end of the first, early early um, second round for me, uh, easily. I know a lot of people have got him a lot lower, but I really like him. Think he can be a great talent. Are you in agreement there, Adam, with the tape that you've seen? Do you think uh, that Rashi Rice could maybe edge into the first top top of the second? I would be very surprised if he went in the first. Personally, um, I think he's okay. I, I wasn't too excited by what I saw. Um, I kind of felt like he disappeared at, in certain games. That was one thing that I think was uh, a little bit concerning, considering who the sort of teams that they were playing. Um, so that that was one thing with him. But I, I, the, on the positive side, I think he actually plays a bit bigger. I think he does, you know, the contested catches and stuff like that. He, he is very, very strong. And so that's one thing that you've got to look at. Um, I think he's a day two pick myself. But um, yeah, I, I agree with Andrew for most of it. I think he's he's clearly a very talented wide receiver. He's just not as good as some of these other guys. SMU Southern Methodist University in Texas. Has any other player come from notable people? Yeah. There is there's, not a there's, list there's of notable good, people. Good people come out of there every year, don't they? SMU is usually one that has a really? good round talent. Yeah. NFL players from SMU. I mean, I, I don't believe you here. We had one last year. Who was the SMU guy last year? Uh, <laughs> I mean, apparently Eric Dickerson went there. There you go. That was quite a while ago, though. Yeah, exactly. Top ten NFL all-time players from MSU. Hmm. The SMU Mustangs. Kevin Beecham. No, is he there already? I don't know. I'm not convinced about this SMU hype here, to be honest. (laughs) No, I don't know. I'm going to have to have a little research on that. I think. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to you, Adam. But I know that uh, Andrew's gonna be licking his chops about this wide receiver, and he'll be definitely wanting to talk about him very quickly. So maybe, maybe you need to get to your point quick here. But Kayshawn Butte, LSU, three years he was there, uh, 1,782 yards, 16 touchdowns, and a name that I think because of Andrew, I've heard actually for a very long time. Um, I believe played alongside Jamar at LSU. In fact, it may have been. It may have been. In fact, I think it may have been when Jamar Chase got drafted. You went, and they've got Kayshawn Butte in a few years. He's going to be, he's going to be the next yeah. great thing. Well, Adam, not not for you. I mean, he's got a great name. Kayshawn Butte is a, a, a fantastic name. Yeah, great name, and that's <laughs> where the great ends. I'm afraid. Uh, poor combine, not a particularly great athlete. 
had a purple patch in 2021 in about five games when he hit nine touchdowns and has done sod all sin. <laughs> On to Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I knew Adam was going to be really critical of me. He really doesn't like him. Um, 2021, when I, he, he really, you know, 2020, 2021, when he really caught my eye, I was all over this guy, thought he was going to be the next best thing. I've got my uh, top five list in front of me. I'll put out before the season starts. Jackson Smith and Jigba, number one. Keishawn Booty, number two. Um, uh, yeah, that went really badly uh, based on his season that he had in 2022, where game one, he felt like he didn't get the ball thrown towards him enough and uh, LSU lost and it was a big travesty. And he threw his teddies out and said, I want to be transferred. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, they managed to work it out and he managed to sort it out and he managed to come back. But injuries, I believe he's had two foot injuries. So that might be a bit of a concern. But if he, you know, he, he never really returned after his injuries and he didn't look as the player he was back in 2020 and 2021. But I think if he can live up to the hype of, the, of 2021, then he is an absolute steal later on. I can see maybe, with him being an LSU guy, I can see the Saints taking him late round and the chances of and, and him. You know, he's got upside for me because he's going to be a late round pick because of his attitude issues that he had last year. Uh, didn't look interested, hands on hips during games and stuff. But I think if you can get him to an NFL team that can shake him a little bit and get the best out of him, he could be one of those bad attitude guys that turns out to be an absolute exceptional player. So it, it could chances. What round do you think he gets drafted? Um, five, four, five. Oh, yeah, I reckon five. He's a steal at that. I think he's a steal because mm. he got you know if he hadn't have had the struggles that he had in twenty twenty two and he'd have had a nice season and, and produced the goods and been injury free, we'd be talking about this guy being uh, a potential you know late round one round two guy. Uh, it's just he, he had a, a blip on his year, so. Um, I'm not going to hold it against him and I think he's not going to turn bad overnight and someone can get the best out of him and he, he could live up to the hype that I that what I saw of him uh, in 2021. We may be just all hype. We just, we'll have to find out in the NFL. SMU Mustangs, Cortland Sutton and Cole Beasley. Their two big names went to SMU. So, I, I, and then there's a load of players. There is no players at the Giants, apparently. So, we may, may be wrong info there. Um, we'll do, we'll finish with one last um, wide receiver, Andrew, and that is Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Bit was there four years, 1,758 yards, 12 touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Is this a player that's in that book, in the Cajun Boot area of going in that? sort of fourth, fifth round, or, or maybe Mingo might climb up the board. Uh, Ole Miss obviously have, have had a, a lot of talent over uh, over the years in, in, in the NFL. Um, is John Flamingo going to be someone we need to keep our eyes on? Yeah, de definitely. I think he's going to be the one that slowly creeps up everybody's board more. Uh, you know, we're not going to be the first podcast out there to, to, to bring him up and start talking about him. There's going to be loads that are kind of going, this guy's really underrated. You know, at 6'2", 220 pounds, at the combine he had great vert, great broad and great bench. So he, he shows that great speed, size, and he's strong as well. Uh, so if anybody sort of clocks on that, 51 catches uh, for 861 yards and five touchdowns, you know, maybe that's not massively impressive to some people, but you watch the tape and see how good he is. I think he's going to be moving up boards uh, quite uh, quickly in, um, 
we we labeled him as a late round guy but i think that there's the chances that this guy moves up to round four round three maybe um Mm. adam might i'm not sure where you've got him at but uh i know giants have been looking at him we found out from earlier the eagles have been looking at him from gareth um i've seen him on any everybody's uh pff mock draft that they all put out everybody's got him on there everybody uh you sort of see that the first few big names come off defenders cornerbacks you know things like that and then it's this guy as being the the guy that everybody seems to want later on so um i'm gonna see i think he'll start moving up boards very quickly all i'm now yeah, waiting I think- for is a, is a big arm quarterback for the slingo to mingo for a touchdown and that's going to be right i'm sure it's not quite john madden i suppose but go on adam sorry yeah, I think he's he's going to be the value, isn't he? He seems to be the one that's being picked a lot. Good footwork, solid route runner. Um, not the greatest speed. Kind of remain, reminded me a little bit of Chase Claypool. Um, that kind of, which, uh, you know, so not not for everyone. But, uh, you know, 6'2", 220 pounds. I think he's going to be decent. And the idea of Mingo and Booty going anywhere near each other is quite frankly disgusting. So I think we will, uh, hopefully Mingo will go a lot higher. Very interesting. As we draw very much closer to the NFL draft, it is getting very exciting. I'm sure for you fantasy football fans out there as well, it's getting exciting. It certainly is for us NFL fans as well. Obviously, free agency trading's gone really quiet. So it's going to be all NFL draft stuff going on here. Some more mock the mocks to come out. A lot more more things coming up for the Franchise Tag podcast before the draft that happens on April 27th. I say that with the utmost confidence, but I could be completely wrong, even though I said it at the start of the show. 27th, I knew I, knew I had it in the back. Um, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all our socials. We have a lot of things coming out from the Franchise Tag podcast, whether it be audio, video, or the written word as well. There is a lot of great articles on our website that you can check out as well. Lots of fun things coming up uh, as we get ever closer to the NFL draft. We'll see you all very soon. Have a good rest of your week.